This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, this is Beauty Behind Chaos and I am your chaos communicator, Ashley Stone. This is where we make sense of some of the things that were sent to destroy us, but instead meant to level us up. And today I am here with a very special guest. I feel like I say that every single time because everyone that comes on is such a special guest in person to me that inspires me. And uh, today is one of my best friends. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome to Beauty Behind Chaos. This is Stephanie. Stephanie, you want to give yourself a little intro? Yes. My name is Stephanie. Um, I mean, I, for a long, long time, I own a couple businesses and I'm also an accountant uh, for 20 something years now. So we always bounce each other off from everything. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I've known Stephanie for girl. It's been like, let's see, I have a kid that's 17. So I don't know, like, let's let's just say around that 17 years. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> um, Allie was three. So 20, 20 years. Oh my gosh. Oh, my, that's right. Wait a second. I met you before I had my son. Uh, Girl. Three, that's so wild. That's wild. Um, time time flies. And at the same time, I've, I've felt every one of those years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to have you as a guest because one, you are, I had a, I had a whole conversation with someone else. We were talking about friendships and we were like, there are level one friends that are just like you call in the middle of the night and they come running. And those are the people you can tell everything to. And they, there's no like hate, there's no shade, there's like nothing but love and support. And then you got those like level five friends and <laughs> you just got to know like where people stand and not put a like, level. yeah, not put that pressure on like the level five friend to be a level one, right? Definitely. They don't qualify. So, right. Exactly. They don't qualify. So Steph is my level one friend, my ride or die girl. <laughs> For sure. Level yes. One. For sure. So, um, so with that said, we've known each other for years. Um, we've had, we've had kids, we've had careers, we have had just everything in between. So we're going to share a little bit about that and dig right in. Um, so, okay. So you are, I, I want to, I want to share your story about just like how you got started, um, in general, like uh, into adulthood because you started adulthood so freaking young and it's one of the things I just admire about you just how how young you were being a teen mom and just having to dive right into life so so share let's let's just kick it off like we're going way back way back when oh way back when um yeah definitely I had to start super early um and I was 14 when I got pregnant um and it was it kind of came in a sense where I either God knew I needed her um but at the same time it was something I was used to doing because I took care of my sister for a very long time my mom was always working and I've had to kind of grow up really early on end um but had her when I was 14 I was literally just starting 
my freshman year in high school. So that was extremely awkward. Like everybody, you know, everybody's out there having fun. And here's Stephanie with a 14 big old belly. I can't do anything. I was always on board. So it really, you know, crushed me not being able to like do sports stuff. And um, I couldn't go to certain activities in school because obviously you can't, you know, rock climb and do stuff, you know, pregnant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. But it was it was a huge challenge, um, more so when I gave birth. That part was, I remember literally, like, I still remember to this day, I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, I still remember in the snow in Connecticut, that's no joke. Um, I used to have to take the bus. I was only 15. So I would have to grab my sister, run down the stairs where I was in uh, one of those super winter coats from back in the days. Remember <laughs> things that- the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, just like yeah her 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 my book bag her book bag having to drag down my sister to run down the stairs and like and see the bus just like right by you and just uh, stay and like break down and cry and cry and cry like everything was always so hard like everything yeah. hard having to take you know I took her on a bus to daycare then have to take another bus to go to school and I used to work these I remember I still have a check that I saved during that time because after school I would work two hours um at the board of education like literally I don't remember what I used to do back then but they were great (laughs) but it was enough for me to buy diapers and formula and that's what I did for almost like six or seven months until I literally had to I couldn't do it anymore like uh there was I was working and um there was one time that I that my mom was just like you you can't do everything anymore like you have to quit something and unfortunately I can't afford to pay for you so you're gonna have to quit school and you're gonna have to get a full-time job wow. I had to sleep doing laundry and Alice they was screaming on the top of her lungs right next to me and I was too tired that I didn't hear her like some of my mom came from all the way from the other end of the apartment to be like hey wake up like your daughter's crying and I'm like holy cow uh I was exhausted I yeah I I didn't you know what I mean I didn't have nobody there supporting me and they're like oh hey no I got it this time you know that didn't exist for me at all so I had to quit school um and and to have to go get my GED I had to study I had to work full-time um and I was, they let me do a lot of stuff, which was really great. They were so great. I was always a really good student. So the teachers really let me like go to prom and um, graduate on stage with them because I was able to get my my high school diploma before the same exact year. So okay. let me like do my little speech and they, they hadn't, they let me have my moment, which was really, really big for me because that to me was like, I was destroyed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought her, obviously I was going to do anything for her, but it. You know, it's just, it's stuff that you really, it's hard. It's just hard, hard living, basically. Did they, did they have any, like, programs? Like, did you get, like, WIC or, like, any, anything? Girl, no. Want to hear why? Yeah. My mom used to make decent money, but her, her money was, like, I think she was, like, over by, like, and I remember this vaguely because we went to the state to get help. She was over, like, $18, $17 for wow. me to. So all I was able to get was medical insurance. Literally, that's it. Um, yeah. People don't realize that. I feel like a lot of people 
don't know that that's like a big problem with the system is that it really doesn't actually truly help everyone that really needs it. And they almost like encourage you not to work or do anything at all to qualify and then like to qualify to get like really just not enough either. So it's like you're just kind of caught in between. My mom would have had to have quit her job for them to give me and to give us like assistance, like literally like not food stamps during that time. Like I would get certain like um, WIC certificates here and there because of school and stuff like they would send me and I would go get some stuff as like um, from Planned Parenthood, like all these places yeah. back in like I used to get it from them once in a while. Um, but no, like we couldn't I had nothing like literally I couldn't do nothing. So when I for when we saw ourselves that I literally had to quit, I had to quit yeah. school, work. Um, and even that was another that was another huge challenge. Like I used to work in Bloomfield and I lived in like Hartford. So I had to take four buses to get to school. I mm. mean, to get to work just, yeah. you know, make my seven by then back then was I've made seven dollars an hour. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, but it's like you said, it's an, it was an experience. I learned so much, you know what I mean? I learned the hard and not giving up and, and just to keep forward. And I always learned that from my experience from back then was that you always had to work the position you wanted, not the one you had. Oh, yes. Cause that's the only way that you were, somebody was going to recognize you. you know what I mean, cause if you'd work the position that you had, you were never going to move up. You were never going to be seen. You know what I mean? Wow. So it always dawned on me is that always work the position you want, not the one you have. And that's that's something that somebody's going to recognize one way or another. Might take long, but it's going to happen. Yeah, no, that's so true. And then like the whole thought process, I know being a business owner and, and you know, thinking of employees, it's mm-hmm. like there's this expectation, especially now. It's like, well, I like but I'm doing this. And it's like, but that's your role. Like that's, that's your job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are you, you want to raise? You want, you got to do more, like show me. That's my, and that's, that's always been my thought that I was young. And even now that I have businesses and employees, it's the same thing that you say, like, um, doing what you're paid for. You're not doing any extra. If you do, I will reward you and do, you know what I mean? We, I always look for it because I know how I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always believe and, you know, you got to appreciate your employees for what they do because I wanted the same way that they did with me. I, I came, I was so lucky to have the, you know, the leaders that I had. My bosses were amazing with me. Um, I never took advantage of them. So they, they always rewarded that for me. And like I said, I always did the position I wanted. So I would make on my own time, I would learn what I wanted to learn. I would, I, that's how I learned how to be in the county. Yeah. I, um, when the lady would leave the, you know, the head bookkeeper would leave, I would go in the software and look at stuff and download it. Like, okay, how the hell does she get to this? I need to figure, <laughs> I need to figure this out. I need to do this. And that's how I learned it. My, literally my school was the hard knock school. Like I had, that was our role and oh, same girl. thing. You're a graduate. We from the same the same class. I went to the same university. The school hard knocks. And, and four point GPA, girl. <laughs> That's why we valedictorians out here. Valid- I can't even say the word valedictorians. 
Right? Oh my gosh, that is crazy. So, but it's so true. That's like a valuable lesson to to understand that. I feel like sometimes people feel like they need to know everything too to have a position. And it's like, you know, like start doing the work now, like start educating yourself now. There's books. There's, I mean, there's even more now. I mean, girl, 20 years ago, oof, we didn't have all the same access that we have now. Have an internet back in the days when yeah. we- 14 and going up and doing everything like everything that we had to do was by paper and by a book and we had to read and we had to figure this out like there was I couldn't google what I wanted to know back in the days here so everything was literally by you know in the background and that's how you know I mean even back then when you were doing hair they have no tutorials that they had back then you know what I'm saying crazy it's crazy it's a it's a hustle for sure. I, I can't let go of my Instagram name, Ashley Stone Hustle, because I'm just like hustle is so ingrained in me. And it's just like who we are and yeah, where we that, from, right? I think that's one of the biggest thing is that it's who we are. Like we were born to it. We were raised in it. Yeah. Had to yeah. leap it. You know what I mean? It's like there's no if we didn't hustle, what were we going to do? Like there's yeah. just, what would we have like? Exactly. I I feel like that mentality, though, I think also derives from being like raised by single mothers in a sense where it's like you got to witness and experience, um, you know, and you, I think everybody has that experience. It's like, oh, well, when I have kids, I'm going to do this different. Yeah. And instead, like, you know, I definitely I think there's aspects to that where I feel that way. But at the same time, I'm like, I look back and go, man, my like my work ethic. Oh, my gosh, comes so much from my mother, like just watching her work. And just who she was and then how humble she remained through like, I mean, she was like the woman cleaning the doctor's office and then was running the doctor's office. And so watching that climb, it also makes makes you go, oh, like anything is possible because, you know, if you work hard enough, mm-hmm. you can get to where you want to go. Definitely. Oh, but Mama T's MVP. <laughs> oh, Ma- Mama T MVP. Mama T got to come on here and do an interview. With me. I'm going to interview Mama T. <laughs> definitely but yeah that's uh that's a big thing for me too and i saw my mom my mom struggled even 10 times like everything i've had to see her you know we moved every year you know what i'm saying i didn't have roots anywhere like at all like shoot in puerto rico i was in a school three three schools in one year i'm like we're not knew what it was to be stable somewhere you know what I'm saying I never knew what that felt like I don't know what it was to have like you know that ele- elementary school friend that you could you know remember you like I, di- I don't know what that means you know what I'm saying yeah. I had to do those roots after I, I I grew up you know what I mean I had to make sure that my kids know and that's why in in that part it's like, I'm like very like adamant, like, no, you need to keep, you know, that's your best friend. You need to stay with that person your whole life. And then you need to, yeah. you need to, you know, go out and see your neighborhood. Like, oh, no, I grew up there. And that's something that you work so hard for to give to your kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I that one, that's a tough one for me because I feel like I could relate to the moving and the switching schools. And all of those pieces. And it's almost like as you, as my mom and my, my stepfather, as they leveled up, like, you know, you we so we had to move again and move again and i actually you know like you can just repeat cycles a little bit i found myself repeating those same cycles i feel like for the first 
my like I for a while I felt bad like with my son like dang we had to move a lot and and it was we were you know same thing kind of leveling up and trying to provide a better school and a better place to live or you know circumstances shifted or whatever um but it's crazy how God works because then you always you always land where you where you need to be Uh and I think for us like he's finally found that too and we've we've found that stability but I found where I was almost repeating that cycle myself that's good though it's the level up I think that I think there's a difference between when you're moving to level up and you're moving because you can't pay it you know that's true if I was leveling up I think I would have been a little bit happier at that moment because I knew yeah, that's true. but it was like shit we can't pay the rent this month we have to leave and no, we have to leave because mom couldn't afford it. So we have to leave before we get kicked out type thing. And I think that's the part where that's where like, I think that when you level up and move, I think that you have good stability in there because you're showing them like, listen, we're growing. So when we grow, we need to get out from where we were because we no longer fit in that circle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. That's really big for you to have showed your kids. And that's why they they are the way they are now. They're like, you know. We were able to move up, so we couldn't fit here no more. We have to go to this side because we're we're growing, and you know when you grow, people stay back all the time, and that yeah. that's amazing that you showed your kids that even from that age, from back then. So you might see it as not being st- stable, but it really is. You brought them a lot of stability with that because of, you know you moved them up. You know what, though? there There's a lesson in that, too, because like think about um, and you know this. So we both I mean, we've our friendship has has blossomed and grown over the years. But through that, I mean, you look back and like how many people got left behind also in the process. And what like I feel like what has happened, what can happen with people is like they're afraid to grow or level up or make those shifts and changes because people in the moment are like, oh, she thinks she's too good. And oh, she she's from here though and it's like people want you to hold on to that and so then that's also i think a, a battle that people sometimes have when they're on the level up because they almost hold themselves back from leveling up because it's like oh like it's almost as if it's not authentic right or like you're you're not who you are i don't know you 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 know what i mean right like yeah, of course and that's the you know and that's where i tell you that some people do get left behind and why they yeah. are always going to be level ones you know what i'm saying because yeah. have to stick to the people that are going to be growing with you and if they don't grow and and they don't have to grow with you essentially you know with you with you but they're growing you know in the same manner but I go through that all the time like I don't and it's stuff that I'm very you know I'm more private with my stuff um which I'm trying to like be more open to to be able to do this stuff you know what I'm saying to yeah Inspire more people for people to know my story so that they know that their stuff is possible you know what I'm saying um but I completely feel you on that one like you just always feel that like man and then you feel guilty sometimes you're like damn but but you you got to shake that stuff off yeah like you're like you're a sellout or like or something you know I I feel like and it's just like no like I'm just trying to like do right by my family like I'm still the same person but you will have those experiences. And I think, you know, just recognizing that that's just a reflection of the people that are making you feel that way. And it's not necessarily anything you're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, so with that, okay. So um, you had, you had Alizé so young and then um, you kind of persevered. And I think when we met and I just admired you so much, just seeing 
how hard you worked, how good of a mother you were. Like you were so on top of everything and it was always so admirable. Um, and so like going forward, so you got into the accounting world uh-huh. and I know eventually, so I, I know your story. So um, I know eventually you you went on and uh, went off on your own. So you want to speak to that? Yes. Yeah, so I went on my own. Well, I bought the, remember that, that two family house that I bought over there in the ghetto when I was like, <laughs> Yes. Your first investment, girl. It was in the hood, but it was, you know. Hood. I had a bedroom apartment, girl. A two-bedroom. It was a two-floor house. And um, it was my first investment. I still remember I bought the house for $97,000. Good Lord. Oh, my. Girl, remember I bought that condo in Bristol? Yeah. It was, I bought that for 62000 I was 18. <laughs> Can we get real estate like that? Come on. I was like crazy back then, right? Granted, you know, I, w- I was a little, I was down the street from ESPN, girl. You were in the hood. <laughs> I was. But yes, people used to get shot like two two streets down. Yep. So, yep. But I was on some, I had been doing accounting already for a while. So I knew I was seeing what other people were doing. I know I was doing right. Going like, damn, this dude, he making, what? He doing this? I'm like, uh-uh. And mm-hmm. uh, it always stuck in my head that you know you had to you buy a two-family house a multi-family house this is stuff that i have learned from other you know other account other business people when i was like 16 so 17 and they molded me literally to be who i am now um and he was like you know get yourself a multi-family house live for free save your money and then do something else you know saying that was always like my big motto i tell my clients this all the time now and um so I bought that. I was living rent free because my first floor was being rented, and I was up. Um, oh, I remember. I remember when you had rental issues sure. and people <laughs> in and out of there all the time. Wanted to kill. <laughs> yep. Um, having to, I learned how to sheetrock. I learned how to paint. I learned how to put floors. I learned how to do everything you could think of by the age of twenty-one. Girl, I was doing yeah. contracting at its fullest. But um, I had to do it. I had to do it to get people in so I don't have to pay rent, right? My mortgage was right. like $1. I was like, I-, I was doing this. And um, then after that, I kept going because I was working at a really big firm. And I was realizing that what they were billing for me, I'm like, uh-uh. I, I cannot be getting billed at $175 an hour. And I'm over here making like $20 off of that. Like, this is not right. And I was the only small business specialist in the whole firm. And I'm like, you know, this is, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can do this on my own. I'm going to go. And and I had a couple clients. Um, my non-compete contract had already expired. So I didn't have to worry about that. And I had a certain amount of clients that I could, you know, stay off of and, and be along with. Along with my tax clients that I would just prayed and fell on the floor and prayed to God that he would help. He prayed to God on my knees that I would make at least what I had made in my, if I made the first year, what I made in, um, what I took home that, you know, in my real job, I was okay. And that's exactly, I made a little bit more and I was the happiest person in the world. Cause at that point I already had my one family house, the two family house was being rented to section eight. So I was, that was constant. I was okay. I was financially, you know, okay. I was good there. And then, yeah, I just took off from there. And that was in um, 2010, I think it was. Mm. I think. Um, I just, we kept growing every year. Um, and then I moved to Florida. And I lost a lot. Again, I had to rebuild. 
Um, when I moved to Florida, I think that was, I lost a lot more than what I wanted to yeah. lose actually. Um, and just been rebuilding over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a I totally can relate and hear that. And it's it's hard when you make a move across the country. So so just to kind of give context, Steph and I um, both grew up in Connecticut. And um, I have to say this, though, girl, being gone from Connecticut, I mean, I felt it when I was there, but being gone and removed from that whole, I don't know, that mindset, it's a different, it's not good. Like, it is, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. I Oh, didn't I tell you this when I left Florida? I'm like, I would never. When I left Connecticut, I was like, I will you never go back. realized how much it was like, holding you back. Like, uh, holding you back in, in just so many ways. Because yeah. people feel like so many of them get so stuck to the routine. Yes. Like, in routine over, over, over. And the only, you could always tell the people that would end up leaving and be okay. Because you were, you know, you love to jump around and do things everywhere. I love to jump around and do things. Like, we were always trying to find something yeah. to do. And you could tell that, like, we were going to survive no matter where we went because of right. that, I feel. Um, but, yeah, when I left, the negativity yeah. of, I don't know if it's the weather, if it's just the cold, I don't know what the hell it is. If it's just that, you know, everybody's just so content, I yeah. don't know. But maybe it is, Maybe um, it's the pocket where we lived. I don't know, but it's a whole county. It's a, it's a whole, it's, I'm yeah. like... It's, oh. it's definitely different. I When I came to Texas, I was like, first of all, everybody was so nice. And that was already kind of like weird. And I was just like, and people like want to talk to you and like make eye contact. And I was just like, this is this is different. OK. That was in I was in Connecticut and I heard like my neighbor would text once every year. Like when I got here, uh, you would go. So I'm like, hey, how are you, neighbor? And I'm like, are you talking to me? Right. Like, me? oh no, they they like wave when you're when you're driving. I don't care what neighborhood you're in. You're not even in your own neighborhood. And like, if they're walking and they like make eye contact with you in your car, like they're waving. Yeah, they're. And I'm like, yeah. and the events. They would leave stuff everywhere, and the community's doing this this week, and the potluck is this, and the parade for the kids is that. And I was like, oh my god, where has this been my whole right. life? I know it's it's crazy. I. The best way I like could describe it to people, I was like, uh, people are like living here. Like, like they're living, right? Like they're just experiencing each other and 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 activities. And like, not that there wasn't stuff to do in Connecticut. It you had to search for it for things to do. But like at the same time, it was just like everybody's so isolated and in their own thing. And it's so competitive and it's so like grind, hustle, and just that paycheck the paycheck contentness I, mentality it is like um i talk about it all the time and it's like i feel like that competition's always like nobody wants to work together yeah. to get somewhere it's like i'm gonna do it better than you no i'm gonna do it better than you and uh, and it's like dude don't you want something from like a million versus nothing out of nothing right like that part doesn't make sense to me, like, at all. And I love to grow with people. Yeah. Like, people like people that want to do what you do. Like, imagine, like, all these big places, all these big companies, all these, you know, multi-million. They don't do it by themselves, right. ever. Right. And I don't 
don't get that. And I felt like that energy in Connecticut was so much that it was like, I want to do it better than you do. I don't want to work with you. I want to do it better than yeah. you do. And, and if um, you like if you I, obtain any type of success, girl, I mean that the daggers come out like it's just you can't have success because then no and then nobody wants to like befriend you if they feel like you're successful in any capacity. Like it's 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 weird. I don't know. I, and I always felt off about it. And I was just like so frustrated. And and I would go through my trials and I would still keep plugging and still keep pushing and and try to grow again. And then like, you know, and then you always like plateau because you're just like. You're dealing with BS where you're getting screwed over again. And it's like sometimes I just thought it was a natural way of business and it just happens. And it's like, no, not really. I mean, this is just, you know, sometimes I'm telling you out there. It's crazy. And I mean, I, I I remember all the people that you tried to bring up with you. And then all of a sudden, like you said, all the daggers and this and that. And it's like, and it's the same thing with me. And you just end up and it sucks because you don't want to give up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't on building and helping people and and it and you, but at the same time you just get to a point where you're like how how many times are they going to do it to you like how many times are you going to keep on going through the same thing you know what i'm saying like yeah i, I legit so have I, like ptsd over it. i'm not gonna lie like in texas and rebuilding i'm just like i'm i'm a little nervous like i'm like i gotta bring you kind of do though because you must be like what are you gonna do what are you gonna try to take from me yeah. like what you know what i'm saying happens like um, I, and that's why I completely understand it. Cause I've been, I've been trying to do, I have a lot of different, you know, entities and stuff that I'm trying to get done and I can't do them alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, who do I do it with? What? You know what I'm saying? Like, who do I do it with? Or do I just stay up, you know, 20 hours out of 24 and get it done? You know what I'm saying? And it's the bad like, habit just... we have with people like us, cause we're so used to doing everything on our own that we're just like, you know what? I'll just do it myself. And then just like, that's not sustainable because you can't do that. Definitely, but I get I agree with you on that a hundred and fifty percent. So definitely. So talking about Florida, because I I mean I was so sad. I was in Connecticut. We were in Connecticut. You decided to move to Florida, but you were moving to Florida with the right intention in mind and doing what we do as mothers, um, and women yeah. on the come up. Um, so I know that uh, when you moved to Florida, it was it was mostly from the decision. I think your mom was there already, but um, for for your daughter Alize to go to school, right? Yeah. Yeah, so my mom was already in Miami, and the main why we did it, I took her out of Connecticut for her fresh her senior year, for her to have it here. Um, it was because they were she was going to get a scholarship for being a resident here because she wanted to be a cardiologist, and she was already getting accepted um, to like big colleges in Florida. You get more advantages when you're here. Um, versus an out-of-state student so you get more coverage on like you know all the scholarships and grants and stuff so I knew that her career was going to be very expensive um so I figured we'll come down here she can get her roots start all her residency you know what I'm saying for Florida um she got to like also jump in and remind people listening like this is the daughter that you had at 14 years old missing the bus and not having everything that you needed like I mean, seriously, Steph, like Alizé, I mean, incredible, incredible young woman in terms of like who she was becoming as a as a young woman, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you did an incredible yes. job. So I just have to say that. Yeah. I love you. Well, you to get me emotional. emotional. <laughs> we're, we're both going to get emotional here in a second because I know where this story goes. But go ahead and share it, babe. Uh, 
but she it was amazing I, I could tell you but she wanted to it was big for her she always loved the body and her biggest thing was the heart you know she was big with the heart because she was another bundle of sun ray that you could see from far yeah. away um she wanted to be a cardiologist that was her thing she wanted to save lives that was her biggest thing was no i want to save lives and um during this transition that whole year i didn't realize how many people she was talking to like i was mind blown but she got accepted into like four or five um universities we had settled to lynn university over in boca because it was nice to the beach um it was a private university and um they she pretty much had like a full ride there um and she was doing a major in in like whatever she was doing i don't know what it was and she was minoring in business um it was literally three weeks away we were three weeks from her moving over to boca when um she was sent back so that's not a hard stuff that people don't understand what you deal with every day yeah well <laughs> the work hard like 10 times harder like people go through problems don't get me wrong and you go through when you own businesses you go through so much stuff but that burden does not come off ever so you push and push and push harder because now i have three kids you know what mm -hmm. i mean so my my struggle's been i can't leave the other two i have to push now for those because i had to give them what she had i had to show them what she's able to do and push them in the same direction so it took me a while during that time i was building her nail salon in in orlando for herself because she loved beauty at the same time so let me let me I'll just go um back real quick to the story um <clears throat> just to kind of like um, bring a little bit clarity because the way you explained it, I, I know, <laughs> I know it, And it's, it's, we even talked about this prior to recording of like, are we, are we good to talk about just everything? Yeah. And so for the listeners um, to get context. Um, so Alizé, her daughter, um, her firstborn, um, and what was the year stuff? It was in 2018. 16. 16. Oh my gosh. Time. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So in 2016, um, she had graduated high school, and um, shortly after uh, July 4th, right? It was uh, the night of July 4th. Um, she got into yeah. a fatal car accident, um, and unfortunately, her and, and her um, boyfriend in the car both lost their lives. Oh, so oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be right here crying with you, girl. Um, so so yeah, so she. Um, that is, uh, I mean, I can't even begin to describe uh, that whole experience. By the way, I don't know if I ever thanked you so much, but you did so much for me during that time. And you weren't even here, which was crazy, but. Which I felt terrible about because I felt like I wanted to like come running and fly down. But I also oh, knew. It yeah. I mean, you guys <laughs> being in Connecticut and had leaving, you guys left Connecticut like a year prior but so much of Steph's family and Alizé and everybody like their their family was all in Connecticut and I knew that there was a lot of grieving and heartache happening in Connecticut so for me it was like did, 
I gotta tell you, you did so. You saved. You even saved the salon for me. To be honest to you, um, like I said, I don't think I've ever even told you, but that GoFundMe paid for the two months for me to finish the salon for her. And um, thank you so much. You're welcome. I still have your box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> girl in it but you did so much you helped so much like i vividly remember still everything from start to finish what you did towards the river for her like everything it's like i relive this stuff very vividly all the time like no matter how much time passes you can i can still feel exactly the same i still remember the cop's face um at the house i still can relive that 5 15 in the morning moment like i can read it, it the feelings just they don't ever fade i don't know if it's because it's your child that it's different wow. versus that's part of it um, yeah but it's the it's the vividness for me like that at times i have to like i have to learn how to tune it out N- not tune it out but you know time and place right. like i've learned like and that over all these years have been really huge for me because the time and place part is like, you know, I could be perfectly okay right here and I'll be fine. And then 10 minutes later, I'll go in my car and I'll scream my, my, my butt off. Yeah. It helps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's, uh, it's, it's a big, big adjustment. Everything in your life changes. And when I mean everything, and I don't think people even realize that, like that year... I went shopping and all I did was cry. Yeah. Because that routine changed. Like I wasn't getting my other child stuff. You know what I'm saying? That all changed. Your Thanksgiving changes. Your sports change. Your schedule changes. Your thing your your holidays change. Everything like down to the most minimal thing of grocery shopping. At the first two times I would go grocery shopping, I would have to leave because I would cry. Yeah. Able to buy her favorite strawberry Kellogg's, you know, cereal anymore. Like that doesn't exist in my house. Yeah. And a lot of people were always like, "No, but time." And I'm like, "Man, you guys don't, you guys don't get it. Like, it's the most stupidest things that you would think. Like, I would, I would think about even just buying her clothes. Like, I would never buy that size or that color. You know what I'm saying? It's just." It's so much that you have to overcome and adjust. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not really overcoming. You learn to adjust. Yeah, adjust, right. Lifestyle type thing. And um, my kids, man, the kids have the ones that have helped me so much because if I don't push for them, then they weren't going to have what she had. Right. And that would hurt even more. Right. Which is, um, Desi made it to college, by the way. That I had that. Oh. this whole summer where me and her even got into it a bit because I wouldn't let her go out at night. Yeah. I was terrified. Girl, I, um, I, I've i never shared this with you. I'm the same way with my son now. Like my son being 17 and I mean, when he got his license, I was just like, and I had to have a talk with him and he's like, mom, everything is going to be fine. And I'm like, listen, like, you know, this, uh, this experience that we all, you know, experienced and witnessed and were you know it's how do you explain that but like I'm like I'm I'm from a distance and just feel that pain 
for you, I will never understand it at the level of like where obviously with you, but knowing Alize, watching her grow up and being a witness to you parenting and that whole experience afterwards, I'm just like, same thing. I'm like, I'm scared for my, with my son. And I'm like, I, you, it doesn't matter. You just don't you never know. Breathe and be like, Steph, it's okay. Like God can't do this to me twice for God's sakes. I was like, I have to, but like this summer, uh, she's like, no, but I want to live my life. And I'm like, I know, but I, I can't. It's scary. Like, I can't have you out past this time. You know, she's 18. And, yeah. you know, she's mom, I want to go out with my friends. I'm like, no, you need to be home by 10 o'clock. Like, past 10 o'clock, you can't be outside. You know, you can't be out. And and it was that, you know, we're constantly like, mom, but I, it's not, you know, it's not going to happen to me too. And I'm like, but what about if it does? Yeah. Like, it just, you just, your mind goes crazy. And I'm like, all I wanted was to move her into college. I was like, if I get you into college, I did more than the last one. I'm saying, so you end up almost like settling. You're saying you settle, like you're settling, like if I can get you in, I can move you into college. I'll be happy I moved you into college. You yeah, know yeah. And um, needless to say, she said, she said has a 4.0 GPA, by the way. She's going for um, architecture engineer. And um, she's doing great. She's there. She comes and visits. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's there, um, which is really, it's like, it's a, a huge accomplishment for me that I, I did it. I, I I got her there. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? But horrible. Oh my God. When she drives down from Jacksonville, I'm like, go slow, go this, go that, stay in the corner. Don't go fast. I do. Wow, yeah. Girl, that's Life 360 is such a parent that stalks Life 360. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, she has her own little apartment over there. She's doing her little adult thing. So I have to like kind of lean back a little bit and like yeah. thing. She's super independent, which I hate. But then again, I'm like, I raised. I mean, right. You raise an independent woman. Go for you. I hate it. I'm like, but I want you to come home to mommy. <laughs> right. She's that's the hard. That's the hard part. Oh my God. You know, you don't realize that either. Raise your kid. So independent because one, one own, and then they're all on the own. You're like, but what about me? Like, what about me? Right. So, girl, well, we have a lot to look forward to when they call. Oh my gosh, my mine's not mine's not going to college. Uh, he he's probably gonna be hanging around the house quite a little bit longer. I think so. You might say that, and then he's gonna be out on his own doing his little entrepreneurship, and you're gonna be like, but wait a minute, you were supposed to be home. Yeah. Oh, we're going through that right now for sure. And then like, I, I definitely, he is my entrepreneur. He is. And he, I mean, he lived that life with us. I mean, I had my son young and started my first businesses when I was pregnant with him. And so, um, you know, in terms of that same mindset of being a young mother and having to you remember when you hustle and work wait, yeah. back in the car seat, girl, don't forget I was there. <laughs> Hold on, say that again. You cut out. <laughs> like, fix your internet, girl. That's <laughs> good. I said, don't forget that I was there when you were selling jeans out of the back of your trunk with uh, with Alex in the back seat in the car seat. You remember that? Yeah. Do I remember that? Okay, that's a that's gonna be a podcast episode <laughs> because you remember he wasn't with me, but do you remember when I got robbed? Yes, I was. I I do remember. I remember all when they took all. Yeah, I do. 
Girl, the, when I was like in the hood, I don't know why that was a good idea, but I was like, and you know, I've been around the hood. I, it, that didn't bother me, but it was like not the hood anybody knew me in. <laughs> so, you know that you were crazy. I was like, no, fuck, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to. Like, what were hey, you doing at? What were you doing out there? <laughs> girl, I mean, I sold a lot of fitted hats um, that day, but I also lost a lot from being like you know stolen from and what was what was crazy is like i will never forget so we got robbed and um it was kind of scary i mean it was like my friend literally got like punched in the face and they were trying to get the keys from me um to like from the car from the ignition Mm -hmm. and then the guy popped the trunk and that's when i mean that's when it was a free-for-all they popped the trunk that's where all my merchandise was and they just like had at it and ran and so one i was so grateful they didn't get the keys um and i was able to start the car and like speed off but i called the police and i had to go back with the police and i will never forget when i went back with the police the amount of people walking around with my fitted hats on and like my merchandise and they're like nah we didn't know and i'm like you're literally wearing like that was in my car and it was just so crazy and there was this one dude he was in a wheelchair and he had like my fitted hat on and i was just like are you freaking kidding me right now so um uh, yeah that was uh, you know it's so funny i don't know if you remember the, how much we joked around about it but do you remember me joking around it that we were thinking about it was like coming to america you remember when they went out and took all their shit that were trying to sell you this oh i was like oh my god that was such a coming to america moment for <laughs> so ashley coming to the hood literally <laughs> oh my gosh don't go to the hood in harford i mean i put me in the hood in new britain not maybe not today but you know back then put me in the hood in new britain or meriden i was good it just send me to harford i get robbed <laughs> hey here that's our biggest advice you know what though there is beauty in that chaos you want to know the silver lining of that story I actually learned eBay after that and I started selling my products on eBay and then from there I like kept going and then I started my my salon. So yep. there was, was a silver lining that I was like, I'm not going back out there. I mean we found you found the solution. Hey. Right, right. And now I have this colorful story and you know, you we ca- came up. We came up yeah. for sure. For sure. I love it. Well, all right, girl. Well, we, we've been talking for 45, 46 minutes. Our shows are, are 45 minutes. I know every woman I bring on this show, I mean, 45 minutes doesn't feel like enough time. So I am sure I'm going to be bringing you back for another episode. We got to share We got to share these stories um, of our entrepreneurial journey from <laughs> a lot of stories. It's a mess. <laughs> 20 something. Trust me, you have a lot. Yeah. And people wouldn't even know. I feel like, do you ever feel like that? Like where, you know, now that like wherever we are in our life today and what we have and what we've accomplished, like people would never even know no. the stories of like where we came I've, from. I like really committed my this year to do just that. I do more of that. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to do more of that on Beauty Behind Chaos. We're going to bring you back on. And next time, girl, we're going to get your internet right because you you cutting out a little bit. But... Oh. <laughs> okay. <Moved. laughs> no. That's all right. Over there. I'll go over there. Well, that there you go. So the next the next episode, I'm going to hold you to that because I haven't seen you in a, the, a couple years. And the last time I saw you, I was in Florida. So I'm going to need you to come to no. Texas, please. We're in Aruba. Ooh, oh girl yeah we need to go we need to go back to Aruba. <laughs> we gotta do that a while but for sure but 
But I mean, Mama T doesn't live there anymore. So Mama T made it real inexpensive to go to Aruba. <laughs> sure did. But yeah, I'll go to Texas still. I haven't been. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Everybody listening, um, just remember this. That she said it here. She is coming to Texas. And her next episode, she's going to she's gonna film it right here that, with me. I'm there. All right, girl. <clears throat> well, thank you so much for being a guest with me today. And um, is there any info about you that you want to share? If anybody wants to kind of like give you a follow. I know we're not like you're not big like social media and like, oh, plug me here. But like, you know, is there something that you want to share so people can learn more about you or check you out? Yeah, definitely. You can follow me on my page. Um, it's Miss Business for you on Instagram or under my preferred tax and accounting one. Um, I'm there. I will be definitely putting out way more contact. Um, just trying to get to that comfortability for it. But follow me for anything. I pretty much do life stuff, business stuff, tax stuff, whatever you need. I'm there. So um, I'm here to help all the time. Perfect. And we'll link that up in the description of the show. Um, so make sure you check her out, follow her. And I'm going to hold you to that too. I'm going to, your story is like so incredible. And honestly, we're, we're always about empowering women. I know a long time ago, we tried to start a thing with women in movement and in move and, uh, yeah, so so I know for us, like it is very big for us to um, share those stories and lift those women that are in those experiences. And honestly, Steph, I think I think you would inspire um, so many women and change so many women's lives. Um, but getting getting in that place of vulnerability is hard. But I know I know you a strong ass woman, and I know you're gonna do it. Thank you. You're gonna inspire a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well. Take a look at all the description details and then make sure that you guys hit like, hit subscribe, follow all the things that is beauty behind chaos. There is always silver lining to the chaos. And and sometimes, you know what, even if there's not, you make it work, you learn, you grow. And sometimes that's just the takeaway is like you just get more experience in life and you keep it moving and apply it in other things. So that is what we do and that's what we share here at beauty behind chaos thank you guys for listening as always be bold be beautiful be you bye bye thanks for kicking it with me until the end if this episode inspired you share it with a friend because when we learn we live and we can all use a pick-me-up i would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast see you next time beauty